I, I like where I'm working now, so I'm not going to leave that anytime soon unless something absolutely crazy, someone offers me a jet and you know, never-ending life working on open source in the Dutch Antilles. Episode 84, April 2015. In this episode, Parker Moo, co-maintainer of Jacko, talks about his time at GitHub as a contractor, key lessons from his time there, and why only a few companies have the same street cred as GitHub. This episode is sponsored by the Draplane Design Company and Fieldnuts. In the past, you worked as a contractor for GitHub for a while. How was the time there? Did you like it? How was the tone? Did you learn a lot? I learned a lot, for sure. I helped rewrite the entire program. It used to be a shell script that just executed Jekyll build um, with certain inputs. And I rewrote it into a big Ruby program that, not a big Ruby program, but sort of wrapping it around with its own GitHub sort of flair, wrapping it around Jekyll. And that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot about how GitHub works. I learned a lot about I learned a lot about friction. I learned a lot about what it means to work at a company that cares a lot about how difficult it is for you to do your work, not necessarily how well you do your work, but it says, it looks inward the way that Chad taught me. It says, maybe we're doing something wrong. Let's see if we can fix it. And I loved that. And I, I thought that was amazing. And that taught me, further solidified the idea that I had from Chad that I ought to look inward myself as well. That Sometimes problems, the only, th the only thing you have con full control over is yourself, right? So it makes sense for you to tackle those first. In my interview with Kobe Chappell, he mentioned that in the past, GitHub, the company, was not set up for training junior people and interns. Was that difficult for you in any way? I was writing most of the code for GitHub pages at the time. I was writing at least a lion's share of it. Um, there was a lot of code I was sort of brought on as a contractor to revive the product and to make changes that were needed. So I wasn't really working, and I only had access to GitHub Pages-related projects. I didn't have access to everything. So as a contractor, just, you know, just for business reasons. So I was never presented with this problem. The people that really intimidated me were the folks on the security team, and that's just because Jekyll is such an inherently insecure program that GitHub Pages is so inherently insecure for, for them in general. So we were constantly dealing with security issues, it seemed. But in general, I was never intimidated. But I would absolutely agree with Kobe that, that you have to know your stuff. You have to be willing to learn, of course. And you, you have to be, if you know everything, then they're not going to be generally interested in you. Because if you think you know everything, then you aren't in a position to, I don't know, contribute meaningfully. Because no one knows everything, right? So I agree with Kobe that that to be a very junior person, you aren't going to get a lot of mentorship. It's not a company about mentorship. It's a company about getting things done. And I'm sure that they have more mentorship now than they did before. But at least from my perspective, I, I had to drive myself. And there wasn't a lot, there weren't people who were saying, look, you got to do this and this and this, and I want to do this and this. It was a collaborative environment where you created your own tasks and you did them. And that was it. And <laughs> you weren't told what to do and you weren't given help unless you asked for it. So instead of someone coming in and saying, you know, you should really think about this, pro this and this and this, sort of had to ping people and say, what do you think about this approach and submit a pull request and see what they thought. So you can definitely get help. I will say that. GitHub is a very help-driven company. If you have a question about something or you don't understand the way that something is, take five minutes and hop on a call with someone and they'll, they'll talk you over the program and the way that things work. I was confused about the infrastructure, for example, with GitHub pages and was like, well, how does this work? 
And uh, one of their ops guys, Aziz, was nice enough to, to, to walk me through it. So, yeah, I agree with Kobe that it's not a great place for someone who's looking for a lot of mentorship, but if people are more than willing to, to help you if you ask for it. Yeah, and you build relationships. So I had an immediate relationship with Ben Balter, who was sort of overseeing things. But over time, I needed to build relationships with others. And, I, and I've kept those friendships to a large part, to a large degree. People that I highly respect, people that, who know more about everything than, than I could possibly hope to know. And those are the people that were able to offer me help when I asked for it and were more than happy to spend five minutes writing a comment or something. And because five minutes is not a very long time. And if they can help me be better, that makes GitHub better. That makes the company better. And so they're, they're big on that. Okay, everybody, my name is Aaron James Draplin. Just got done telling you about my whole life, uh, the good, the bad, the gross, the ugly, the weird, the sinister, the awesome. And now you need to go to draplin.com and buy some killer merch, draplin.com backslash merch, and things that you need, right? Okay, you need to go there and look at this stuff. And then when you're done with that, you need to go to fieldnotesbrand.com and get some memo books. We'll ship them anywhere. If you're listening to this in Vienna, Austria, or Vienna... Illinois, hell, wherever that is, we will we'll ship them there too. Okay, fieldnotesbrand.com. You need these things. Nine ninety five for a three pack. Would you pay for coffee today? Right, right, right. You need this stuff. So draplin.com, fieldnotesbrand.com, and uh, yeah, those are the, those are the only two links you need in your life. There you go. What were the key lessons you took from your time there at GitHub? The key lessons were to be helpful, of course, were to look inward for problems before you look outward, and to have fun, and to create a vision as well. To The idea of seeing something as a product and understanding its future, and to try to develop its future, and then to execute on that idea of the future is, is hugely important for any product you're building, and I think has helped me with my current work as well. Understanding, excuse me, understanding the trajectory of a product is important. In the software industry, why do you think only a few companies have as much street cred as GitHub? Software companies that build things for software, that build a product for software developers, tend to get a lot more street cred. I think a lot of it comes from the transparency of GitHub. I, I see similar things within Travis, for example. There's a lot of emphasis on open source. GitHub open source is, it seems like, half of what they produce. I don't actually know if that's true, but they sort of... They say, when, when I have a component of something that I can extract and I can give it to the world and make the world a better place, they're big on that. So it seems like GitHub gets a lot of street cred for releasing a lot of their code, the things that they pay for out into the open source community, and by licensing that generously with an MIT license. So I think they get a lot of street cred from that. But uh, other than that, it's, it's about building something that for the developer community that developers love. And once you do that, then they'll follow, you know, fall head over heels in love with, your, with you and your company and your product. That makes a lot of sense. My last question. Do you have any plans for doing a startup yourself in the future? I don't have any current plans, but I think it'd be fun. I, I like where I'm working now, so I'm not going to leave that anytime soon. Unless something absolutely crazy, someone offers me a jet and, you know, never-ending life working on open source in the Dutch Antilles. You know, I might think about that very seriously, but... Um, <laughs> Do you think a lot of people would quit their job if they would be able to work on open source full-time and have a life? I think it depends on, on who they are. 
for me, I love open source, and I if I could work on Jekyll full time, I would. I think Jekyll is a fantastic product, and I think it is absolutely it needs so much work, and it's so obvious that it needs so much work, and there's only so much time that we have to contribute to it. So if there were more time that I could contribute to it without sacrificing my my well being or my state of living, then I would do it absolutely. I don't know about anyone else. I imagine there's some people who work for companies, say Chris Epstein. He works for LinkedIn, and LinkedIn pays him to work on Compass, and that's awesome and SaaS, and that's fantastic. Those are huge, prolific projects, and that company has that flexibility to pay him in that way, to give him a good life and contribute back through his work on SaaS and Compass. So I think some people would do it. I don't know about everyone. I happen to love working out in the open and working with lots of people. Some people don't like that at all. So I guess it depends. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha.